This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We have on the line with us investigative reporter for the Washington Examiner, Gabe Kaminsky. Gabe, thank you for making time for us. Hey, Bo. Thanks for having me. Uh, Gabe, I have been following your series. It is brilliant. It is uh, chocked full of information that we need to hear. Let us start in the beginning with the first series, the first article that you posted, which to me was stunning when you outlined this campaign, supposedly disinformation campaign, Microsoft's involvement in it. Let's start from there. Tell people that have not read the article what you have investigated, please. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And so uh, the first part of our, our series detailed how there are several organizations that purport to be tracking disinformation on the Internet. And one group in particular we focus on is a group called the Global Disinformation Index, which is a British nonprofit with two affiliated uh, American nonprofit groups. And GDI has been compiling secret blacklists of conservative media outlets, outlets that they determine to be the biggest peddlers of what they view as disinformation. And they've been feeding that blacklist to major advertising companies uh, with the intent of, of shutting down and, and deplatforming and defunding those websites. Uh, and so, for example, uh, the Washington Examiner learned that it was on this blacklist through sources in the advertising industry. Uh, Breitbart News is another outlet on the blacklist, according to that, that same person. Um, but separately, the Global Disinformation Index has ranked the 10 riskiest outlets as places like The Blaze, The Daily Wire, uh, Newsmax, Real Clear Politics, Reason Magazine. And other outlets. So, you know, we, we just tried to detail how this is, this is a maneuver that is happening. People, you know, weren't really aware of and how it's costing uh, right-leaning media outlets a lot of advertising dollars because, because advertising companies are subscribing to that list and then choosing, uh, you know, who, who to defund. Now, on that list... And you mentioned in the article that there were a thousand, at least a thousand of these, but some of the ones that were on the list of, I think it was about 30, RushLimbaugh.com was on there. There were other, law enforcement today was on there. These are, so these, they made a targeted effort to pretty much make sure that advertising money to these outlets, to these businesses dried up. Now, to me, that is a, that is grounds for a lawsuit because they are that's tortious interference in a business, and yet they were doing business with people. This 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 disinformation index fund, Microsoft was doing business with them for a while, and Microsoft I think has now suspended it, according to your article, and kind of 
said, okay, we're going to review this. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. And so what you were referencing before about RushLimbaugh.com and all those other websites, Town Hall, we, we basically published a story shortly after our original finding that Microsoft, which owns an advertising company called Xander, X-A-N-D-R, and Xander subscribed to the Global Disinformation Index's blacklist. And actually, uh, some whistleblowers in the ad space leaked us um, Microsoft's own blacklist, which, um, as you were mentioning, included uh, Town Hall, RushLimbaugh.com. A whole more swath of websites that we weren't aware of were actually being targeted. And then a day after that story, Microsoft revealed that it's launching an internal investigation and will be suspending its relationship uh, with, with the Global Disinformation Index for the time being. So I would like to know, then let's move on to the next article. Now we learn that the State Department is involved. And by the way, this is a British. This is not, and this wasn't, although they have links in a, with American nonprofit, this was a British concern. What, what is the involvement of the American State Department, our Department of State? That's right. So the Department of State, uh, through two separate maneuvers, has granted six hundred, uh, roughly $600,000 to the Global Disinformation Index. And so the first way this has been through is through a group called the Global Engagement Center. And the Global Engagement Center is a grant-making body linked to the State Department under the State Department that works with a variety of federal agencies. And they awarded the Global Disinformation Index 100 grand to look into developing uh, risk ratings for media outlets overseas. Uh, the second entity under the State Department, or I would rather say linked to the State Department uh, through an indirect way, the National Endowment for Democracy is a nonprofit that has funded almost entirely through congressional appropriations, meaning in 2021, Congress gave $300 million to this group, and that, that really accounts for uh, really all of its funding. Uh, and, and that organization gave $315,000 to the Global Disinformation Index in 2021 and $230,000 in 2020. And so, uh, you know, we, we outlined how conservative media outlets are being blacklisted now we know that uh, taxpayers taxpayers are footing the dime for funding to the organization that is doing that blacklisting. Wow. What happens next? Let's go to the article, though, that you, you have today, because apparently Jim Jordan, Matt Getz, are vowing that they're going to investigate this. Do you expect anything to come of this investigation? Yeah, that, and that's something we're going to have to see. But, I, yeah, as I've – you know, we um, – We've been speaking with lawmakers in the past week, and lawmakers have been vocal. Um, you know, so Matt Gates and, and Representative Jim Jordan. J Jim Jordan's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and he also uh, is the chair of the new. Uh, there's a new the new subcommittee in Congress called the Weaponization Committee, and both of those lawmakers have said they they intend to investigate the State Department's funding. And of course, it remains clear, uh, you know, the scope of that investigation. Uh, but we look forward to figuring out, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully what they intend to probe. Um, I would also note that uh, Representative James Comer, the chairman of the Power Influential House Oversight Committee, had noted he intends to press the Biden administration over that State Department funding. And again, 
uh, you know, lawmakers have been have been raising concerns. I mean, we only published our first story uh, last Thursday, so it's certainly uh, it's early on. But uh, you know, we, we certainly intend to follow up with every every lawmaker that says they intend to investigate this and get specific examples of how that will be. Have you heard at all from these nonprofit groups? Have they responded to your articles? I have not been in contact with the Global Disinformation Index. Uh, I, I've reached out to them uh, at this point, uh, you know, more than a dozen times, I, I suppose, um, since our, our investigation began. And, uh, you know, we, we have yet to hear from them, which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, you, you'd assume a, a group tracking disinformation would be open to being transparent uh, about its processes and, and how it operates because – uh, certainly, if you're if you're going to rate a media outlet, you know that that media outlet deserves to uh, be able to be able to talk to the, uh, the third party. But unfortunately, we haven't been able to get in touch with that group. Now there are efforts. This is not the only effort. There's another outfit out here that calls themselves NewsGuard, and I looked into some of their ownership too. Um, and you will find all sorts of how shall I say it nicely political hacks involved in the. Uh, upper echelon of that organization. And again, they try to strip people of funding, advertiser funding. This, if they don't meet the standards that quote unquote news guard has, even though from my point of view, they are just as political as every other activist group and they have a definite point of view. So this seems to be a well-organized effort on the left to shut down any alternative news in this country. And if that is the case, now you have the government actively working with these groups to try to shut down news in violation of our very First Amendment. They're not supposed to be doing this. It is illegal for them to be doing this, correct? You know, First Amendment lawyers have been raising concerns, uh, you know, kind of like you expressed over the fact of how this could bode with the First Amendment. Uh, you know, of course, uh, it's unclear, right, how the government could be linked to uh, an organization that is actively taking steps to shut down the free press. Uh, for example, we spoke to Ilya Shapiro of the Manhattan Institute, uh, a lawyer who said that, uh, you know, it really it poses problems for the government to be involved with this group, uh, and also Jeffrey Clark of uh, former President Donald Trump's Justice Department, who, uh, you know, raised concerns similarly uh, over the government being linked to uh, an entity like that. Um, I would say, like you said, you know, there, there are a lot of organizations like the Global Disinformation Index that operate similarly. Uh, the one thing I would say about NewsGuard that, that is a little bit different um, is they do actually publicize their ratings. And so, for example, the Washington Examiner is transparently rated as a 92.5 out of 100 for uh, 90, 100 being, you know, the, the uh, like most accurate uh, reason magazines rated 100 uh, percent. There is a lot of unknowns with this group, but I think, uh, unfortunately, Global Disinformation Index, contrarily, I mean, they don't publicize a lot. And, and I think that's a real issue. Well, I would. I look forward to how are you going to have other releases of uh, in this series? How much more information? How many more stories can we expect to hear from you, to get from you at Washington Washington Examiner? Yeah, you know we're um, we're we're currently working on other stories. Uh, I don't really have an estimate of how many exactly, but you know I think as we kind of uncover stuff, we're just 
you know, more people are reaching out and, uh, and that's been really nice and, and great uh, to get to that level of collaboration. But uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're continuing to track this space because uh, we, we find it to be really important. Uh, and certainly as lawmakers continue to, uh, as they say, investigate it, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly be covering that and uh, to, to wherever that goes. And people can find you on Twitter at GE Kaminsky, GE Kaminsky, K-I-M-S-I-N-S-K-Y, if they want to get a hold of you. You are with the Washington Examiner. I urge everyone interested in these free speech issues, in these issues of media and media suppression, to examine your, their, your stories for themselves. Go read the stories. Make up your mind that way. Read the stories. They are important stories. And it couldn't come at a better time, Gabe. You've done excellent work here, and I hope you'll join us in the future. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Gabe Kaminsky, ladies and gentlemen, Washington Examiner.